We're glad that you're joining us again for another episode of our podcast, uh, working through uh, this ongoing journey of uh, discipleship, or in another way, uh, this ongoing journey of becoming more like Christ, where we hopefully uh, not just talk about what you need to do, or we talk about uh, only things that happen in a church building, but we actually talk about how does it actually look in your everyday life? How does it look in the common spaces that you live? No matter what you're doing, if you're uh, you know, uh, on the job right now, or you're at home, or you're exercising, or you're driving a car, wh- wherever you may be, and whatever you're doing, just be thinking this through. Uh, what does my relationship with Christ look like, and, and how does that actually impact uh, the way that I live. And that starts, what we believe, at the core of being with God. And so uh, you might have been with us for a while and you've heard us talk that way, or maybe you're new and you're just catching on. Uh, but we really focus on that being with God. But yet from that, uh, we don't just spend time with God and then go and do our merry thing. But uh, we spend time with God, we be with God, and then from that would then be evident to the relationships uh, around us and how we see uh, the world and how we interact uh, with all sorts of different people. And so uh, what our focus has been and what we started last week, what we'll continue now on, is looking at one of the rhythms of uh, sacred rhythms that God has given to us in, uh, to help us, and that is, is prayer. And what is the importance of prayer and, and how we learn prayer and how do we pray? That's kind of what we want to keep talking about and try to uh, keep uh, stirring you on to more and more when it comes to this idea of prayer. Today, uh, we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. And uh, depending on which denomination you grew up in, or if you didn't grow up in church, or maybe uh, you've heard people say it, uh, you were taught uh, the Lord's Prayer and you recited it and uh, you would say it. You can even say it now. I remember the first time for me hearing it, I was uh, actually playing football. And in uh, eighth grade football, the coach before every game would have us all huddle up and we'd say the Lord's Prayer. And uh, I had gone to church my whole life and, and never really memorized the Lord's Prayer. I, I knew of it, but I didn't memorize it. And so I mumbled some words trying to catch up and, <laughs> and say it along the lines and always kind of thought it was odd a little bit that we would do it uh, right before playing a football game. But that's, that's what the coach would do. And uh, so that's kind of my first introduction to the Lord's Prayer. But then as... Um, I kind of learned more and kind of grew. I, I realized that the Lord's Prayer is not just something that is recited, uh, although there can be some benefit in that because uh, sometimes we don't know what words to say or sometimes uh, we struggle with, with even sometimes talking to God. And so uh, having something that we recite helps us in that. But also we've got to be careful because God doesn't just want us to regurgitate words back like we're kind of going through the motions okay maybe maybe you do that sometimes you know other things like a pledge of allegiance or you do that with other stuff where you're just saying the words and it's just saying them uh, i don't think god has any uh, intention for us to just regurgitate words back to him what he wants is for us to have a heart that uh is willing to uh, be sincere and vulnerable and open and and enter into God's presence in prayer and have communication. Now, the Lord's Prayer gives us an opportunity to maybe have some framework for it or uh, gives us an opportunity to see a model of prayer that helps us to understand maybe a little bit more how to pray. Uh, 
And so I, and that's kind of the, the way that we're looking at this and talking about this, uh, the Lord's Prayer as a model, even though it can be useful recited and it can also be dangerous recited. And so we're going to look at it as a model. And so uh, with us always, though, on these episodes are two other guys. Um, if, again, you're new, I'm Pastor Dan Hertzler, pastor at Refuge Manor, or Refuge Church in Manor, PA. And I've got with me, I'm Ryan and I'm Mike, and uh, we have these ongoing discussions and dialogues. And so uh, we're going to do that. And, and uh, we're going to start it off by Ryan, just reading uh, the Lord's prayer to us. All right. So this is in Matthew six, uh, starting in verse nine, it says in this manner, therefore pray our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And side note, what we learned, maybe a new discovery, was for me, is that end tagline, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We only found that in the King James the New King James <laughs> and the New American Standard. So we don't know if it was in the early manuscripts or not, but that was like our little fun conversation before this started. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, depending on, again, translations, church, different backgrounds, you may have memorized things a, a different way in that sense. But um, what I think is fascinating in there is that... Uh, Jesus uses this moment to teach his disciples to pray, that, that this was an important moment um, where uh, prayers had been a part of um, their existence as a Jewish believer. Okay, uh, someone in Judaism uh, would have prayers. They would actually pray, I believe, three times a day um, that they would go and have prayer times or they would go and uh, do these prayers. Um, and so they, they knew the concept of prayer, but there was something unique about this now that Jesus began to teach them how to pray. And so just, again, hearing that or thinking about the Lord's Prayer, uh, Ryan, what, what's part of that, that that kind of stands out the most to you as you, as you hear that? Mm-hmm. I think just for me, it's, it's how Jesus begins the prayer with directing our attention to the Father who is in heaven, and then just the, the, the little line, hallowed be your name. You know, and, and I think that was the part of my prayer life that was missing my entire life, you know, for, for the longest time was I never actually paused to truly, I think, genuinely give my full attention to God. You know, I just moved right into with whatever it was that I wanted, you know, whatever situation I was in. And I didn't really take that. I think it's just the holy pause, you know, almost like a Salah kind of, you know, uh, at the beginning of like pause, recognize who you're actually praying to because that makes all the difference. You know, you're praying to the father, to the God in heaven seated above the heavens, you know? And, and, and I just, for me, it, it, it became this part of almost just recognizing the holiness of God, you know, and, and the fact of I'm actually able to approach him because he came down and approached me yeah. in my sin, in my wickedness, and gave me, gave, you know, all born again access to him. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's a mind-blowing thing. And I think just, 
um, you know, this has been such a key part of my prayer life now is really just spending, I would say, a good chunk of time just on hallowed be your name, just on lifting up the name of Jesus, you know, and, and you can never lift up his name too much. You can never (laughs) spend too much name or too much time glorifying, um, him, you know, so that's probably what really stands out to me the most right away. I remember, uh, doing a a series a few years back just on this idea, how would be your name? Mm -hmm. And even thinking of all the different names of God that have been given, especially in the old Testament and, um, how we are to, to, you know, have reverence for mm. those names of God, having mm-hmm. reverence for who God is. Um, yeah, I think, you know, again, using the Lord's Prayer as a model, mm-hmm. this is one of the models that you follow of by just taking that time and just pausing or taking that time, you know, be still and know yeah. that He is God. Be still and just say, okay, I'm I'm entering into mm-hmm. God's presence or I'm I'm... You know, again, I'm a visual person. Oftentimes I see myself walking down mm. like a hollow, hollow hallway, like yeah, a, a yeah. Lord of the Rings type thing. And uh-huh. and I'm just walking down and just in all of everything. And I'm, you know, and I'm getting closer and closer. And and I realize, wow, I'm, I'm moving into this, this sacredness. Yeah. And, and I remember just, you know, spending some time in prayer a while ago and, and getting this picture kind of in my mind of like, right, it's sort of a similar thing. Like you're walking down, right? Like the, the king, you know, the hallway of the king. And, and part of me is like, you're, you're a little anxious, right? Like, you know, what's yeah. the king going to think about me just rolling in? But it was like just this picture of like a dad just like sitting on a bed and just like, you know, motioning to his little child, like, just, just come in, yeah. you know, you like, yeah. you can't interrupt me. You can't bother me, yeah. you know? And, and that was just really special to, to me. Awesome. Awesome. Mike, uh, what about you? When you, when you hear the Lord's prayer, what are some things that stick out to you? Uh, I think the main thing is, uh, forgive us our debts is we forgive our debtors. Yeah. Um, and I loved that you touched on in your intro, how, um, we don't want this to just be like a mindless, like mm-hmm. droning on or repeated phrase. And I think, Part of the caution in that um, is with that line, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Like, think about that for just like a moment. Right. In saying that, whether you mean it or not, what you are doing is asking God to examine your life of forgiveness and then to do unto you as you have done unto others. Like, that's the request. Like, God, for now we know God is quick to forgive and that he is faithful to do so. And it's because of Jesus that through saving grace and everything that, that he does that. But I think it just brings this, this layer of accountability, particularly to those who say that they follow Jesus that like, yeah, like God forgive my debts to you is I have forgiven others. And, and part of why I love that. And, and I like, even though some translations will say trespasses or sins or, or whatever, instead of debts, the reason that I like debts is because that idea of forgiveness is essentially foregoing what you are owed. And so, uh, that God, like forgive me, right. What you're owed as I have forgiven others, what they have owed me. So it's saying that people owe me things. It's saying that like there have been wrongs that in my mind at times I think definitely should have been righted. It's not saying that the thing is okay. It's saying I'm choosing not to make a claim to what I am owed. Now, God, please do the same for me. And yeah. and you can't earn his forgiveness or any of that. I don't mean to, to imply or infer that that's, that's the case, but 
I think it's serious. And it just says, you know, forgive us our debts as we yeah. forgive others as we forgive our debtors. Yeah. So it's simple, but that's, that has always rung through my head as I've thought about the Lord's prayer. Hmm. That's good. That's good. I, I love the fact, you know, it's, it's just a few verses or kind of a short thing to think about. Oftentimes we think about prayer. It's like, I got to be in prayer for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And, and again, you, you can obviously expound upon this, but there's, this is also a, a, a quick, concise reminder of some of these huge truths. And, you know, for me, <coughs> excuse me, as, um, you know, I, I look at it and I, I see the phrase, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's that reminder to reset uh, my agenda and my focus, not on myself, but on God's. Yeah. And remind me that part of my mission today is to help God. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm helping him like I'm picking up the burden for him, but I am the conduit, okay? I'm the, the, the thing that God's going to use today to bring maybe a little bit of heaven to earth yeah. into someone's life. And you said earlier, Mike, about, you know, okay, these aren't just words we regurgitate, but that in itself is like, wow, okay, what is heaven like? Well, heaven is, is a place of peace. Mm-hmm. Heaven's a place of, of justice. Heaven's a place of joy. Uh, heaven's a place of, um, you know, no more tears. And, and, and again, I, I can't be Superman and make all that happen, but I can maybe be a little piece of that uh, today. And God can use me if I reset my life on his kingdom, on his will, and not my kingdom and, and my will. And uh, I need that more often than, than I realize. When you were talking about that, something just came to my mind too. It's, it's so interesting where the last part, right, where the shift kind of focuses from, right, that, that heaven, God, you know, his will, then it, it jumps into like, give us today our daily bread. And my yeah. mind went to, you know, where it says, uh, seek first the kingdom of God yep. and all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just almost like the same flow right there of when your eyes are fixed on God, when your eyes are fixed on heaven, then it's like you don't really have to worry as much about the other things because they're they're naturally flowing from you seeking first the kingdom, you seeking his will, you seeking, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. So just kind of, I don't know, it just yeah. came to mind. And, and that process also changes maybe even what we had originally thought we needed or originally wanted or originally, Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden now I'm like, okay, do I really want that? Because I want that. Mm -hmm. Or was that because there's, there's a kingdom and God knows what I need, but, but I was kind of shifting those around or moving those Mm -hmm. around, you know, as, as we talk about this in the Lord's prayer, let me give you some broad strokes a little bit, kind of five broad strokes about how this is a model. I just want to share this with you. And then the, the guys are going to comment on maybe how this can actually impact uh, your life, their lives, our lives. Uh, but we, we've talked about some of them. But just again, the first part, recognizing it begins with praise. Uh, and so if you think about your prayer, just starting out praying praise. Uh, then you move into understanding uh, agenda uh, or understanding whose will that you're living for. Uh, and so you, you, you go from praise to you say, okay, I want to I wanna live for God's agenda. Uh, then the third part, you, you recognize the provision that comes from God. So, Lord, give us our daily bread. You recognize I'm, I, I, I'm not going to be worried about tomorrow. I'm not going to be worried about down the road. But just today, Lord, what I need today, uh, I'm going to trust that you're going to provide. 
And then the fourth part, uh, you move into forgiveness, uh, because what can trip us up more than anything in all this is losing sight of the forgiveness that God has given to us and that we extend to others. And as Mike said, even that phrase in itself, you can spend a long time, you know, because some of us struggle with, does God really forgive me? And we're reminded in this prayer again that, yes, he does, because he will forgive us of our sins. And yet, not only does he forgive us of our sins, he then commands us to go and to forgive those who have sinned against us. And so, um, you know, this is a, a powerful thing to, to, to keep us moving in the direction that God wants. And then uh, we recognize, again, that, that, you know, God is then protect, protecting us, that there are things happening around us that we can't even see or we don't even recognize. Uh, but yet, uh, if we are moving closer to God, or if we are moving God's agenda, if we're pushing his kingdom and, and, and being the conduit, the, the, the source that God is using, like a, uh, you know, a, a pipe is, is, you know, just the source that the water is used to move it along. That's what we are conduit. Then, then there are enemies. There are evil forces. Satan would want nothing more to to stop that from happening. So uh, we do pray that, uh, you know, the Lord would deliver us, the Lord will protect us. And so uh, if you think about that, that's a, a model, again, pray, praise, uh, agenda, kind of provision or providing, forgiveness, and then the idea of protection uh, can help us in uh, using the Lord's Prayer as a model of that. And so, you know, as I, as I share that, guys, you know, what, what's some things that you kind of take away from it? What's some things that you look and say, you know what? If we could just focus here, if we could just stay there, or, or, or how could this actually make a difference in your life? Or Ryan, what's some thoughts? Mm-hmm. I think really, truly, the Lord's Prayer has kind of had a bad rap, I think, a lot of times. And, you know, I've had conversations with people where, you know, they're like, well, you know, they just rattle off the Lord's Prayer. And it's like, there, there really is power in this is the exact model that Jesus taught. Yeah. You know, it, if, 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 if there was a better way to pray, <laughs> he would have taught us, you know, and I'm not saying that this is the be all end all prayer, right. but there's something special about this model, you know, and I think really, truly when you slow down and just kind of go through the things that pastor Dan was just talking about, when you really kind of think slow down and, and let your heart kind of catch up with what words are coming out of your mouth, you know, or what you're reading, you know, and just really kind of take time to actually sit. And really let those words move you, you know, let those words affect you and, and really believe that, that that prayer that Jesus prayed was specifically given to you, you know, you hearing this right now, you know, Jesus gave you a, a treasure, you know, yeah. in, in these words, um, you know, and, and I think just believing that great things will come from your prayer because you pray to a great God, you know, and, and, and don't lose sight of just the, the actual power of, of the prayer that, that you have. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mike, what do you think? I think, uh, from like, a even from just like a, a step back and looking at it as you painted it out to be in a model, it, it's recognizing that the model was given for a reason and the model's good, right? Similar to what Ryan was just saying. And I think sometimes if we're being honest about our prayers or even prayers that, that like I have prayed, right? Not just corporately, we will almost take the Lord's prayer and turn it on its head where we'll start with like, God, keep us safe from like 
anything and from any temptation and forgive me if I've screwed up and give me all the things that I want. And even then, sometimes we stop there and mm-hmm. we're like, thanks mm-hmm. in Jesus name. Amen. You know what I mean? And that's being, you know, facetious and, and oversimplification. But I, I think there's many times where I've done that. And yet the model is our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It starts in this place of praise and adoration for God, right? And it just, it reminds me that the scriptures begin with four words, in the beginning, God. It's just this foundational truth that like if you, I heard someone say, if you can get that, everything else will fall into place. Like just this reality that in the beginning, God. And, And I think about that with the model of the Lord's prayer. And it's, it's not... Like, does God care about my every need and and everything that is on my heart and and all of my cares and concerns? Absolutely, he does. Yeah. But I am not God, right? And that reality of just like, I think there's something different about when we come humbly in our prayers, recognizing who he is Hmm. and who we are. It's not not like this formula where we're going to get the thing that we're actually like the Ferrari that we're praying for, but... I just think there's something different in those prayers when, when we're able to really recognize that. And I feel like when we're able to see God better, it's not that God hears us better, but it, we can hear him better. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think for me, whenever I look at, as you break that model out, that's, that's what, that's what I think about. Okay, good, good. I, I, you know, touched on it a little bit, but I, I want to just say it again, the, you know, the prayer that, that is laid out for us, um, you know, is more than just you notching that that time on your belt to say, I, I prayed today, therefore I'm good. I prayed, therefore uh, God's going to kind of bless me in everything I do. But just the fact that you can come into that and right there in the middle of this prayer, Father, forgive us of our sins uh, and, and those who have sinned against us. Um, Pete Cesario says in his book, you know, we often say Jesus in my heart, but it's grandpa in my bones. Yeah. And, and that phrase indicates that uh, we talk about Jesus, but we live our lives away more of our family orientation and how we were raised more than we do about the orientation we have with God. And that phrase right there, Father, forgive us our sins. First of all, it reminds us that that we are we are in his family. And it reminds us again that we are to treat uh how god treated us we are to treat others uh not in the way that the world does it but in the way that god does it so so that part of it right there if you would just okay how am i treating myself and the world according to the orientation of god versus the orientation of how i was raised or the orientation of what i want to do or what the world says but just on god's methods and you know, it, it just, man, it just, it just, just changes everything about how we talk, how we see, how we don't gossip, how we don't judge, how we don't jump to these quick conclusions or, or, or we don't label or put people in categories or camps and all those different things. Uh, it just will, will, will maybe have a huge impact on the difference of how we treat one another, or we even look at ourselves because of God forgiving us, and then we go and turn it around and do the same thing. So this is how I would love us to pray, is to take each one of those things and just just, just let it marinate, let it sit. What does this mean? What does this mean, hallowed be thy name? What does this mean, your kingdom come? What does it mean, 
just my daily bread? What does it mean, you know, forgive others? What does it mean to, uh, you know, keep us from evil? Like those thoughts and just let that sit there. Maybe even let this be part of your five day or five prayer time process. Maybe you schedule it out, say, okay, I'm going to start the morning with praise. Then I'm going to hit agenda. Then I'm going to move to, to pr- provide. Then I'm going to hit to forgiveness. And, and not that you're just praying it over and over again, but you're just pondering it. You're thinking of it. You're processing it. You're, you're letting it kind of sit with you so that it, from that flows out uh, the way that we live life. So again, we just want to encourage you to pray. Uh, it is such an important aspect, as, as we talked of before, that Jesus prayed and he taught his disciples to pray, and it's our communication with him. And so we, we should look at this as something that we should continue to keep evaluating in our own lives uh, and also as we engage with others uh, as we do that as well. And so if there's anything we can do to help you, anything we touched on but you'd want more things or, or maybe we could wrap it up a little bit differently for you and or maybe conclude that thought, you can always email us at info at churchrefuge.com. And we'd love to be able to answer anything uh, to help you. And hopefully you'll continue on the journey as we are continuing on uh, embracing this journey of being with God.